0: Man, you don't know who Santa Claus is, man. Yeah, well,
1: I'm not from here, man. Like, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I don't know too many local dudes. Oh, I see. Well, hey, man, sit back and relax, and I'll tell you the story about Santa Claus, man.
2: Welcome to Far North Tokyo. This is episode 58, May 14th, 2017. Your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Don't be surprised now. We are indeed having Christmas in May. We are so lucky to have Santa Claus, the Santa Claus of North Pole, Alaska, joining us today. I'm going right to Marilyn Berglund. Thank you for pushing me, getting Santa asking him to come on. Met Santa Claus, wow, four or five years ago? Four years ago. Elementary school with my daughter, he comes up, introduces himself Santa Claus' daughter, wowed. 2016, summer 2016, Sarah Williams, she holds an industry event, cannabis industry event, in Fairbanks around the Cannabis Control Board meeting. Uh, Santa showed up there. Wow, that was a fun night being around Santa. So many big names in the beginning canna industry. And now, far north tokers and Santa Claus he has been such a champion for kids advocate for kids. And now particularly as exactly what we're talking about today, cannabis and kids. Is there a place for it? Is there a place for Santa to be involved? Yes, absolutely.
0: I was going to preface my uh, comments by saying, even though I'm a, elected North Pole councilman and also uh, appointed to the Alaska Public Broadcasting Commission. Um, I'm not appearing on the interview in those capacities today. I should make it clear just there's no fallout from from any of that okay, well said.
2: Welcome to Far North Joker, Santa Claus. Thank you very much for
0: having me on today.
2: Wow, this is like uh, Christmas in May for me. I... <laughs> Good times. So today during the day, I've been enjoying some lemon tie from my buddy Angerseed. He's been having me sample some of his stuff out, trying it out. Uh, You've been consuming anything today?
0: Uh, no, I uh, use it in shakes, protein oh. shakes.
2: Nice. Is it like a um, CBD shakes? So you go right into that, explaining
0: that right away. Then I I try and use a combination of CBD and THC, about 50-50. and it seems to work for me. I'm a Alaska state registered uh, cancer patient, and um, or medical marijuana patient, medical cannabis patient. So uh, I tend to use it just to treat my uh, cancer.
2: There's a lot of people right now with cannabis being legal in Alaska that are even questioning why have a medical card. Uh, What are the advantages of having a medical card?
0: Well, from what I can tell, at least the news coming out of uh, Washington, D.C., is the federal government under uh, Trump and Sessions uh, intend to crack down on uh, marijuana despite eight states having uh, legalized it for recreational use. So my guess is there may be a little bit of an exemption for medical marijuana, but not so much for recreational. That's just my read. No,
2: it's, it's a safe one. I have basically have three types of shows here on Far North Tokers. One has been where I sit in my little uh, made-up recording studio and just chat away at myself and ramble on. Second is uh, Far North Toker's mobile, where I've just taken my iPhone out and plugged a microphone into it, and we have a chat. Sometimes we get definitely lost in it, even that we're recording. It's a, it's it's a harder to keep going, but maybe sometimes more fun. And uh, this third way that I've been working on recently is this Skype. And, wow, it is opening up the world, because one of the things that I've felt in interviewing someone is... That you, uh, the other, the person that I'm going to be interviewing is going to have to feel comfortable. And what better place to feel comfortable than sitting in your own house um, doing an interview?
0: That's true. I agree with
2: you. How, so what did, describe for us, what does it look like for uh, Santa Claus sitting here taking an interview right now? What's it look for like in your house right
0: now? I uh, was just a plain old plain old apartment here in North Pole. Um, Nothing spectacular. Got a nice little view of the trees, and uh, it's comfortable. And most people don't realize, uh, even though my legal name is Santa Claus and has been for about a dozen years now, Um, was truly was a former president of the North Pole Community Chamber of Commerce, as it used to be as the senior park ranger at the Fairbanks Burroughs Chino Lakes Recreation Area, also a special assistant to the Deputy Police Commissioner of New York City a long time ago, and director of the Terrorism Research Communications Center in New York, also a member of FEMA's National Defense Executive Reserve um, covering the New York City area, chief of safety and security uh, officer for the Aviation Marine parts of the U- U.S. Virgin Islands Port Authority and used to be a public safety agency emergency response chaplain So there's a bit of a variety there and each of it plays into uh, This whole discussion about cannabis as well. Also, my degrees are from New York University I have a, a BFA and MA and Everything except my dissertation done for a doctorate in education
2: quite a full life for Santa Claus
0: well, I don't want people just thinking that here's Santa Claus speaking out on the subject of uh, cannabis or marijuana, uh, just out of the blue. And I do have some credentials, and I would hope that the more conservative members of our audience um, might take that into consideration. No, I'm sure you
2: do. I'm sure they will. I, I was planning on talking about this later, but since we're there now, since Santa Claus is associated with kids hard and that's in regulations that uh you can't be uh, advertising towards kids or focused on kids how how is that gonna play
0: ha- has anyone talked to you about that as far as like maybe amco or, or... well i've been a child advocate for quite a, a few years and my interest as far as children goes with respect to cannabis is Children who are suffering from Dravet syndrome or other seizure um, problems they might be experiencing, Um, cannabis has proven to be an effective uh, remedy for some of those conditions. And why should their parents have to worry about access to their medical cannabis in order to uh, medically treat their children under doctor's supervision?
2: So true. Now, it's that is the one good thing about the republic, though that uh, not one good thing, many good things about a republic. I suppose, but uh, we've got different laws in different states, and people, I guess, hardships sometimes too, limit people's ability to travel. But a lot of people are moving to states that have are uh, pro helping kids with cannabis.
0: That's true, but unfortunately, it still remains illegal at the federal level, which right. is. Uh, pretty disappointing that the federal legislators won't get together and legalize at least the medical aspect of cannabis.
2: If you could change one thing right now as uh, about cannabis policy, what would it be?
0: One thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because, um, you know, it sounds like I, I can't wait to hear this answer because so many things stem from other things and you have a vast experience you're uh i'm I'm excited to hear this answer
0: i would like to see um federal and state policies regarding um, cannabis for medical use um, support the medical use uh, legally uh, by patients registered with their respective States and being treated under the supervision of a physician. So, and that includes adults and children who have a need for it.
2: So I'm hearing uh, that states' laws concerning uh, regarding cannabis would be uh, would not be overrun by federal laws. So uh, one state could have something that another doesn't. Correct. And so that is making me feel really good about you too, Santa. State's rights, huh?
0: Yeah, I think, the, I think the feds should kind of stay out of that aspect of it with respect to the medical marijuana. I think it should be uh, taken off the federal schedule.
2: Now, that would, that would solve so many things. Right there. That affects so many things from insurance to the way crime, the way jails... Uh,
0: no. well, I think it's very. I think it's very disingenuous of the president and the attorney general and the uh, administrator for the DEA to say that there is no successful medical application and uh, use for uh, cannabis. It's disingenuous, and I think it stems from the Nixon era and also in the 1930s when. Uh, Marijuana was (sighs) frowned upon because the Nixon administration and predecessors going back into the 1930s didn't like hippies who uh, smoked marijuana and didn't like um, black folks who smoked marijuana at the time and thought, here's a good way to get these people uh, prosecuted and put into jail so they wouldn't really um bother other people i think it was an extraordinarily racist uh policy and our f- prisons now reflect um the downside of that entire uh, policy it's hurt families it's hurt individuals it's hurt communities it's even had a profound negative um uh, economic impact as well and in the 1930s um the paper industry, the pharmaceutical industry, uh, the alcohol industry, um, other industries all sort of conspired to uh, make cannabis illegal. And I think the bottom line was money and social control. And it's unfortunate to see the devastating impact it's had through these decades um, on individuals and families alike,
2: yes, particularly on minorities and uh poorer families um, yeah, things that right. you you can just be wiped out of so many opportunities by simply um, having a possession charge on you.
0: that's right, and most of the charges are for possession, not for distribution, <laughs> and- yeah yeah. yeah and our prisons now are becoming this huge private industry. And if you notice in Washington right now, with respect to, uh, cannabis, a lot of the policies are poised to benefit people in different fields, wealthy people, um, who stand to benefit for instance, prison, private prison, uh, companies uh, owned by some wealthy people also, um, other industries as well, like the pharmaceutical uh, companies. I think the pharmaceutical companies are poised once all this gets to be legalized to take it over. And then I think cannabis will be distributed through pharmacies, that's my guess. It's a, It would other, be the
2: smart business decision, right? Uh, they'll they'll
0: um, see it an opportunity. They'll see it as, a, as an opportunity, definitely. And I think they're more interested in synthesizing Um, the basic elements of cannabis and selling it as something else like Satovix or uh, Marinol or Dronabinol, those sorts of things where they can profit but unfortunately those medications do not have the entourage effect as it were for uh, the whole plant uh, cannabis and it sort of deprives patients of all these ancillary uh, benefits from different parts of the the plant
2: yeah, the, pharma- the pharmaceutical companies will... Uh, it, the alchemy of what maybe is wrong with uh, humanity when you can't just take nature and use it for what it is. You have to convert it and uh, improve it and take the impurities out of it of what human thinks is impure. Slow down, you moved too fast. Have you heard the buzz? Mini magazine for 21 years and older that focuses on Alaska marijuana art and entertainment, from local cannabis reviews, policy concerns, and recipes. Also coloring contest. Find your next issue at AK Dab Lab, River City Espresso, Spit and Ink, Bad Mother Vintage, Body Piercing Unlimited. More locations to come. This magazine promotes ganja and the Golden Heart. You're missing link and staying lifted with the buzz. Have you heard the buzz?
0: And I'm also kind of upset that um, people keep referring to cannabis or marijuana as a gateway drug Mm -hmm. when it's actually alcohol is the gateway drug. Um, And when you have things like cigarettes and just alcohol that's sold through uh, liquor stores that actually kill people and pharmaceutical products, some of which kill people, Uh, even chemotherapy that kills people Um, why is cannabis put into those um, categories as having no anyway it really kind of ticks me off that um, people are lumping cannabis in with some um, other things that actually Cause death,
2: right? It's it's the the simple argument. I've heard it many times before. Every kid has drank milk, so that's the gateway drug, and it's it, it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous argument.
0: Well, I'm overweight. Why isn't uh, high fructose corn syrup on Schedule One?
2: Uh, no, no kidding. Uh, just why? Um, it, we just need freedom, right? Just let people make some decisions and be educated. Education to make the right decisions. Or not the right decisions, better decisions.
0: Well, plus even here in North Pole, a while back, the city council um, went ahead and made it possible for or made it legal for a dispensary to uh, operate here. Unfortunately, a proposition was uh, submitted to the community, uh, partly backed by the family um, that owns a far- local pharmacy here no, I'm not uh, kidding. to prohibit. To prohibit um, marijuana sales in the city of North Pole, prohibited dispensaries. So the city already had done a survey anticipating that um, the tax revenue from marijuana sales that are already occurring and have been occurring for decades here in North Pole, which has a population of about 2,200, that the tax revenue at 5% would be approximately $100,000 that's in a small community. So take Alaska as a state. It's a pretty big um, market. So when people say, like these people who approved this proposition to ban dispensaries, say that, oh, it's going to hurt our community, we're gonna, it's going to damage our reputation, et cetera. Well, this is um, medicine that's already here. It's already being sold. It's in the black market, so people really have no idea what they're buying um, for certain. And they don't know if it's been adulterated or has some poison in it or um, how this money is being used, where the money is going, etc. So it's a very unsafe and uncontrolled You know process here in North Pole, and why wouldn't people want to have um, marijuana and cannabis taxed and regulated like alcohol or like tobacco?
2: Yeah, it's one of my joys of legal cannabis is being able to go in and know that it's been tested. You see how much CBDs, how much THC, many of the different terpene profiles that now dispensers are putting on their labels. Uh, just never had that before and it's nice to to know
0: exactly what you're consuming I agree and now there are over I think 2,000 I believe last count uh, studies regarding the medical benefits different aspects of medical benefits of cannabis uh, throughout the world and we're one of the last countries to recognize those benefits as a fact it's kind of sad uh, to use one of Our president's expressions sad sad sad
2: (laughs) how how does cannabis help uh, a cancer patient
0: depends on what kind of cancer it is
2: from your perspective I I guess
0: Um, well it's just been keeping the cancer that I have uh, one of which is skin cancer it's been keeping it at bay so um, I don't know chemically how that works so I'm just happy that it does work, right? And it will let you know how it works. Just like I'm not particularly personally interested in all the different strains and the rest of it. I'm I'll be 70 um, middle of this month, and I'm not interested in the in that aspect of it. So I would tend to rely on the uh, bud tenders at the various dispensaries who are much more knowledgeable than I am, or would be inclined to be about that subject and I would rely on their recommendations and as their experience grows um, they're going to be better and better at zeroing in on what strains uh, might be best for a particular um, consumer and of course I'm interested in the medical aspects of it not so much the recreational
2: Have you visited any of the retail stores in
0: town? I've gotten to know a few of the, uh, the folks here in town, including yourself. And, um, I've been impressed that people are taking the time to, to, learn a lot of this stuff. In addition to some onerous compliance requirements, um, that the state is imposing, uh, not that that's much different from other states that have, um, legalized medical. Uh, marijuana
2: right nothing Nothing has seemed egregious at this point i i think things are just going slow they're things are still moving they're progressing i think we're moving in a good direction it's slower than i would like to see it but it's it's much further than i would ever imagined seeing it I, I am in my 40s you as someone from your in your 70 which 72 you said you're gonna be this coming week next week i'll be 70 yep. 70 awesome yeah awesome and what you must have seen towards attitudes toward cannabis change.
0: Yeah, I grew up in the sixties. So back then it was a whole different story.
2: What was your, uh, what was your first experience with cannabis?
0: (laughs) Um, Well, I was living in New York city and I also lived on a commune. So cannabis was pretty prevalent and It was kind of uh, mellow. It was a mellow time, and now I guess that's morphed into being uh, my jolly self as Santa Claus.
2: Nice. So you're saying you were in a commune in New York City. Does that mean you went
0: to Woodstock? I lived in New York City, but I was in a commune in Delaware as well.
2: Did you hit Woodstock while you were there,
0: while you were on that side? I did. did. Uh, It's a funny little story. I was I was a bouncer at the Electric Circus, which was on St. Mark's Place in New York City, while I was working my way through my undergraduate degree at New York University in film and television.
2: The Electric Circus was a nightclub in discotheque located 1925 St. Mark's Place, between 2nd and 3rd Avenues in the East Village neighborhood of Manhattan, New York City, from 1967 to 71. The club was created by Jerry Brandt, Stanton Freeman, and their partners, and designed by Chermive. In Geismar, with its invitation from one of its press releases to play games, dress as you like, dance, sit, think, tune in, and turn on, and its mix of light shows, music, circus performers, and experimental theater, the Electric Circus embodied the wild and creative side of the 1960s club culture from Wikipedia. Santa bouncing at the Electric Circus.
0: Working at night. It was a a good job because I was able to do my studies as well. But the owners of the Electric Circus, they were one-third of the backers of the Woodstock Festival. And those of us who were working there got to attend, um, thanks to them, of course. So... It was a really nice experience. <laughs> Who was your favorite artist you saw there? Oh, I liked pretty much everybody. I didn't have a particular favorite.
2: Oh, well. what—that was one of the things. I, I had no idea our conversation was going to head this, uh, not not serious, like straight to the point, cannabis as it was. Um, I was thinking we were going to dance around Christmas time for a little bit. But that that was one of the things I wanted to ask about, like, now that we're in music, what is your favorite Christmas song?
0: Um, I'm not sure that I have a favorite song, but my favorite movie is the black and white version of Miracle on 34th Street.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, def- uh, yeah, uh, Santa, Santa, how could it not be, right?
1: I'm sorry, Susie, I tried my best, but but...
2: You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus, that's why just a nice old man with whiskers like my mother said and I shouldn't have believed you I was wrong when I told you that Susie you must believe in mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it you must have faith in him but he didn't get me that that doesn't make sense mommy faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to huh I mean just because things don't turn out the way you want them to the first time, you've still got to believe in people.
0: Funny little story with respect to Facebook. Um, this Christmas, for whatever reason, Christmas Day, um, I, Santa Claus, North Pole, Alaska, was um, prohibited from accessing my Facebook account, and it was blocked. Because they didn't believe that Santa Claus was my legal name or that I actually lived in a place called North Pole, Alaska. On on Christmas Day, it happened to you? Christmas Day, yeah. Wow. And a few years before, they'd asked for, you know, my passport and driver's license and that sort of stuff, which I had furnished them. And I have about 300,000 followers, give or take. And, um, really didn't have too much of a problem with it, more than one would expect for an usual name. And for some reason, somebody there um, decided they would block the account, which they did. So fortunately, uh, thanks to the news media here, um, reporter Sarah uh, um covered it, and AP Associate Associated Press picked it up. So immediately... 70,000 people got behind me and I guess um, Facebook um, it took them about three days but they reacted in a positive manner and restored the account but it does make you kind of kind of wonder and I don't know if it's because of my general liberal political stance or because I once in a while um, address the topic of cannabis or what but for some reason, um, which they never um, identified, they blocked the account. And then to do it on Christmas Day—what a what a time! Your souls an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. Knots eat me. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Dumb on their part, I thought, but there you have it.
2: Oh, yeah. And then to go up against Facebook, uh, I can't even, you, you don't get things done trying to uh, get Facebook to even answer you. So, grats on that.
0: Well, it's thanks to the news media um, who are very supportive. And that first article, then having AP pick it up was um, tremendous. And I think that is an indication that. Santa Claus is still alive and well and living amongst us whether it's me or the spirit of Santa Claus the loving and giving spirit i think people like to identify with that and i'm one of the beneficiaries so i'm appreciative of it
2: and seeing uh, being just having kids myself and asking myself about Santa Claus it's one it's one thing a custom that we've have adopted that allows parents to be to to give uh, unselfishly. They cannot take credit for it. Santa Claus did it, and uh, it gives us one time that one time a year where you just you get to do something good and uh, you watch things happen. I, I I love I love that time of year myself.
0: Well, I think rather when children come up to me, which they do all the time at the supermarket and other places just to say hi to Santa. Um, sometimes a child will run up and say, Santa, Santa, I want an Xbox or Santa, I want an iPhone before they even say hello. And I try and discourage it. And I'll say, well, don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. And they'll say, well, yeah, but you're Santa. I want to tell you what I'm for Christmas. And I said, well, I really don't want to, to hear that. And they'll say, well, why not? And to try and get them to think about the loving, giving aspect, um, I'll say, well, I'll listen to your wish if you tell me first what you're going to give someone else. So it starts the wheels turning. And then while they're thinking, I'll say, and by the way, what do you think is the greatest gift you can give someone? And while they're, yeah, they kind of think about it for a while. And um, sometimes they'll answer the first question, say, well, we don't have any money to give anybody anything. And they'll say, "Well, what do you think that greatest gift is?" And almost all all the children eventually will say, "Love." And so that's right. And it doesn't cost anything. So I try and get them away from the whole present things. A lot of families go through a stressful time at Christmas. They don't have much money, and, and a lot of other stressors affecting them and their family. And why add to the to the stress? And most people can pick up a crayon and a piece of paper and write a nice little card for somebody, or you know, bring them a pine cone, you know, a little bit of decoration on it, or something. That's a wonderful um, gift, and it really doesn't cost much at all. So that's what I try and get children to uh, think about, rather than the "gimme, gimme, gimme" stuff. And with respect to Santa Claus and children and the whole cannabis thing, I try and concentrate on the medical aspect of it. Oh sure.
2: Is there a time when a kid came up to you and asked you for something and you were floored? Is there any any yes.
0: aspect? Yes, there was yeah. a, a about a six year old girl came up a few years ago and um, said that I want you to do something for me for Christmas. And I said, well, What is it? And she says, Well, my my mother smokes, and I want her to stop smoking cigarettes. And I said, is your mother here? And she was right around the aisle of the supermarket. So I called her on over and I said, well, your child has the most wonderful request for Christmas, but it requires your participation. And I'm sure the mother was thinking, oh, I'm gonna have to buy a big screen TV or something like that. So she was a little bit nervous about it. And I said, no, your daughter wants you to stop smoking because it affects your health and it affects her health. And she wants you to live a long life together. And would you please give that a try? And she said, the mother said she would. And um, I think maybe seven or eight months later, I ran into them again. I think it was at the, one of the video rental stores. And the mother came up and said, well, I'm glad you asked me that question a long time ago, because I haven't smoked since. So once in a while, something good like that happens. And also, if I do my Santa thing and uh, sit down and see children, which I sometimes do at Lake Tahoe, where I came from before I went to North Pole, um, I'll have to call the authorities because children will self-disclose uh, child abuse or neglect. And they trust Santa Claus. So I don't want to abuse that trust. So, when I think about cannabis and things like that, I'm a mandated reporter. So, I have to let, you know, sheriff's office or police or state patrol or whomever, depending on where I am, um, know if children disclose something like that to me. So, as far as the cannabis part goes, I think that people should wait till they're around 27 years old and their brains pretty much fully formed um, before they start uh, using uh, cannabis or marijuana.
2: How would that affect then kids using it just for medical side then?
0: Yeah, I would just personally, my personal preference would be that kids just use it for medical um, reasons.
2: Yeah, so then you would definitely... um you would be for raising the um, age for cannabis consumption, like to say buy it in a retail store?
0: Um, I would, but I don't think it's practical.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, no, no, it wouldn't happen. Definitely not. It's an interesting thought, though. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was thinking going the other direction, like allow to lower the age of cannabis consumption just for that whole idea of... Uh, uh, we were talking earlier about a gateway drug. Yep. And as... I spent a little bit of time bud-tending, and as, as doing that, there were, there were t- fresh 21-year-olds coming in and buying cannabis when they turned 21 instead of going out to the bar. Sure. And I, I often think about that. What a different choice uh, people have now to uh, relax, uh, disappear for a little while, have fun. And, uh, they, they had that alcohol choice now or cannabis or, and many other things too, but what would the world be like if cannabis was available to 18 year olds and alcohol never, you had to wait three more years before you could legally go that way.
0: Perhaps it would, perhaps it would lower the rate of people, um, volunteering (laughs) to serve in the military. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps it would, um.
2: Yes, there would be all kind. Of, it, it's an interesting thought. I think just it, it would never happen. I don't see that happening. I don't see people that are in control lowering that number. But uh, on a on a parallel universe, what good things be like?
0: Well, I'm particularly in favor of uh, whole plant uh, cannabis consumption, and I'm also in favor of um, hemp production. Sure. Uh, back, back in the old days, Ford even made a vehicle out of uh, hemp, and it was stronger, he reported, than steel. So there are lots hemp of... Hemp for different-
2: victory, right?
0: Yeah. Hemp? For
2: victory. Yeah. Have you, I'm sure you've seen that video of Ford smashing the car. Yeah, smashing yeah. his car.
0: Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, there's yeah. a bill today. Uh, Senate Bill, uh, what, it, 31 or something? Uh, a hemp bill going through. They're doing discussion today in Alaska.
0: Yeah. I think they'll probably approve it. They should. We need all the revenue we can, we can get. And unfortunately we keep seeing these oil giveaways and that has a much more profound effect um, directly on children than cannabis or marijuana ever did or will. So since Rex Tillerson, our secretary of state, the former CEO of ExxonMobil was in town this week, um, I hope he took the climate change um, discussions seriously and is inclined to protect our children's future. Um, Rather than spending a lot of time obfuscating progress, um, I think a lot of legislators should really consider our children's future rather than their pocketbook yeah you
2: you would think more would they most of them have kids They're, but I guess once you get in control you you feel like you're preparing it for your own kids maybe uh, it's a it's hard to be in control right I mean you know more than than most of us listening right now you're sitting on a council making decisions
0: yep and I was uh, disappointed that the public here voted to ban uh let <laughs> Uh, I think it was conservative members I think they were mostly people from churches here and Santa senior center and a couple of organizations that uh, got together and decided they just didn't didn't want that and I think it had a detrimental effect not just only for taxes which is obvious but I think it misleads children into thinking that those folks are providing a safer community when in fact what they're doing is Uh, Strengthening the illicit and black market um, for cannabis, instead, and I think has a very I think their decision to ban one has a very detrimental effect on children.
2: It's like you said, it's not going to keep it out. Uh, With the closest um, China cannabis right there on the highway, is going to be opening up soon. North Pole people will not have far to go to um, get legal cannabis, and North Pole City is going to be losing out on the tax.
0: Exactly. And I think as these children grow up um, and reach 27 or however old they wind up uh, getting to be, I think they're going to start wondering why their parents um, had this particular, at least the people that approved not having a dispensary in uh, North Pole, for example, I think they're going to wonder why those people voted that way. Um, to me, it seems like a big lie that they're perpetrating, and I'm saying that as Santa Claus. Some people think Santa Claus is a, a big lie, but if you come right down to it, it's love. Either you love your children, you don't love your children. You love one another, or you don't love one another. You love God, or you don't love God. It's a pretty simple formula, and I think one of the tragedies is... Um, people and I'm seeing it out of Washington right now it's fear is becoming a greater force than love
1: the world is like a ride at an amusement park and when you choose to go on it you think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are and the ride goes up and down and round and round it has thrills and chills and it's very brightly colored and it's very loud and it's fun for a while some people have been on the ride a long time and they begin to question is this real or is this just a ride and other people have remembered and they come back to us and they say hey don't worry don't be afraid ever because this is just a ride and we kill those people (laughs) (laughs) shut him up (laughs) we have a lot invested in this ride shut him up look at my furrows of worry look at my big bank account and my family this has to be real just a ride but we always kill those good guys who try and tell us that you ever notice that and let the demons run amok but it doesn't matter because it's just a ride and we can change it anytime we want it's only a choice no effort no work no job no savings of money a choice right now between fear and love the eyes of fear once you put bigger locks on your door buy guns close yourself off the eyes of love instead see all of us as one here's what we can do to change the world right now to a better ride take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it feeding clothing and educating the poor of the world which it would many times over not one human being excluded and we can explore space together both inner and outer forever in peace
2: People afraid to stand up. You see what happens to people that stand up.
0: Well, it's fear of loss, fear of loss of their freedom, fear of loss of their money, fear of loss of their family, whatever it happens to be, instead of um, trusting and loving and having a generous nature and being kind and supportive, I see that sort of on the the wane. I ran for president a couple of times, in the United States, to talk about children's issues having to do with abuse, neglect, exploitation, abandonment, homelessness, institutionalization, as chip insurance, foster care, um, adoption, that sort of stuff. And uh, to keep in the news, because if Santa's coming out to uh, to express his opinion on to a state or federal legislator about a particular topic, whether it's health or education or anything. Um, The news media tends to be more interested than they otherwise might be. So I did a tour of the United States and ran for president, as I said, a couple of times um, to talk about those issues and hopefully um, garner a little national discussion about them. And the response I got was uh, pretty good from different legislators they don't want to risk uh, arguing about something against Santa because the press likes to say oh it's Senator so-and-so versus Santa Claus an issue that has an impact on um, children so for me it's been a tool so I'm not lying when I'm saying I'm Santa Claus I'm doing it to benefit the greatest number of children that I can and I think politicians for the most part And some conservative members of our society, unfortunately, particularly in the White House right now, are flat out lying to people. And children see this. And this is a legacy, for better or for worse, that older people are leaving their children. And I hope that changes.
2: Haven't we, as children always Seen that we're being lied to by politicians or authority I, I grew up in a nixon era and then before that you know have my dad talk about uh kennedy being shot and then you start hearing about moon landings and conspiracies all over the place and it, and then maybe cannabis even making you question question more or seeing things in, through different eyes uh, do you really feel it is worse are we getting to a worse time when authority is so overreaching
0: i think so i think we see it with the attorney general and the president in particular but the flip side is it presents a great opportunity for those of us who are more loving than fearful to change that dynamic it's a love versus fear paradigm and we have an opportunity to say we want to change this for a more peaceful world for a more um Loving world, especially for our children, garner some international peace um, and change certain aspects of our society for the better. And how?
2: Uh, no. Go uh, how long do you hold your seat on the city
0: council? I'm halfway through, so I'll be in for another year and a half, approximately.
2: Nice. At any point, do you run for uh, borough assembly or? No,
0: um, I'm not planning to to run for political office again. Planning- <laughs> oh no,
2: it seems like just, you got that little start, that jump start.
0: I just posted yesterday on Facebook, my old um, bumper sticker when I was running, it says Santa Claus for President, and then underneath it says, um, Restoring America's Heart and Soul. Mm. Even though I still stand by that slogan, um, since I'll be 70 shortly, I'm really mm. not I don't think that's the best way I can spend my time advocating on behalf of vulnerable children in dire straits. So I plan to do that rather than running for political office again. I don't plan to run for city council again. I don't plan to run for anything on the borough or state or federal um, level. I wouldn't mind being an advisor to an office holder, but um, for for me, uh, being in a political office again, I don't think that's in the cards.
2: How old, with you turning 70, when do you turn 70? When does Santa Cla- When's Santa Claus' birthday? Uh, mid, Mid-May. Mid-May. Uh, uh, in mid-May, when Santa Claus turns 70, how many years has it, how long have you been Santa Claus?
0: Uh, that will be, let's see, a little over 12, so a dozen years. A dozen years. And it, and it,
2: it's, uh, do you think about handing the reins over to someone? Like how does that work? Like I feel there, I always, like I'm. Uh, go
0: of, ahead. There are plenty of my beloved helpers around, and for the elves, huh? well, elves and Santas. Some Santas have Mrs. Santas. I don't, but some do. Some children ask every once in a while. Uh, Mrs. Santa was created by an author back in the 1950s, um, and it sort of caught on for obvious reasons which is not a bad thing. So um, I'm all for all the Santas out there, particularly the ones that have the best interest of children in mind. So whether I'm here or not, there's always Santa's spirit that existed long before I arrived and will exist long after I'm gone. So, uh, There
2: certainly is, but Santa, you here in North Pole seem to have taken it to a different level, used in a very good way to bring help
0: to kids? I hope so. I think it's, I've had some measurable positive effect. Um, and we'll see what happens in the in the future. I'll be an outspoken critic of certain government policies. Um, and hopefully my voice will ultimately benefit um, child health, safety, and welfare.
2: Well, what was the last event that you were at?
0: Uh, I was uh, yesterday it was um, a group in our middle school here in North Pole um, regarding suicide prevention.
2: Mm. oh how, how did that go? I mean you were invited to, to speak about suicide
0: Well the mayor was invited but he had to go see um, the Arctic Council um, folks and I subbed for him and I think the middle schoolers enjoyed having me there reading the proclamation um, for their service, trying to no, prevent uh, youth suicide.
2: Uh, that's, that's good. Again, just being there for kids. Yeah, Bryce is, Bryce is good stuff, too. I like I like Mayor Ward. Like he, he it, seems, He's for
0: kids, too. In fact, regarding cannabis, when it was uh, up for discussion <sighs> with the city council, um, the mayor, uh, Bryce Ward, at the time said, well... He was not in favor of blocking a dispensary because he felt from a business perspective people should have an opportunity to try to have a dispensary here if it's successful great and if it isn't successful and isn't supported by the community then it'll just go by, go away by itself, which is yeah, I think a healthy you know perspective
2: not beautiful
0: for a mayor to have
2: yes uh yeah no I agree let uh, let money decide not. Uh, it, yeah, if, it, if it's successful, it'll work. If it's not, it'll go away. Yeah, perfect.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so I, I was pleased uh, with that particular attitude, and also a uh, majority of other council members were well aware of the health uh, benefits of the substance. So um, a majority voted to permit the dispensary, and then that was overruled by Proposition 7.
2: Uh, oh, the, I think I remember uh, Kevin McCarthy. He mm-hmm. was blasting Blasting it in the news minor, just about. Uh, I'm sure he did at the city council meeting too. Yeah, it was good. Good to hear him just say that. Just like, look, look, you guys just wasted it. You wasted all that opportunity.
0: Yeah, we had a pretty healthy discussion on city council about the pros and the cons. In fact, the family of the the pharmacy that owns the pharmacy, uh, one of their uh, family members was on city council at the time, and. Of course, voted against you know having a dispensary, as did another uh, community member. Um, but they were in a distinct minority on the, the city council, and both sides were pretty vocal in a respectful way. Um, it, you know, it just is what it is. You just kind of have to live with it. If I go to get my medicine, now I have to go outside of North Pole, which is kind of annoying, but. It is, yeah. You That's know, it's just a fact of life around here.
2: Pirate Pipes, hand-blown Alaskan glass company operating out of Fairbanks, Alaska. Not these cheap imported pieces. Repair, specialty, and the can of survival kit. Break in case of emergency, yeah. It should be illegal, probably is. Arrgh, Pirate Pipes. Do you uh, personally grow, since you have your medical card? I know that you grow I, I more. Have, I have in the past. Um, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity now for us. I'm trying to figure out myself how to get
0: growing. Well, because I put this out there just more for fun than anything else, but because it kind of ticked me off that, the, that Proposition 7 was um, backed by the pharmacy here, Although I like the people there, um, I like you know the the owners. I didn't like the way they pushed Proposition Seven. But that being said, um, since they did that, and since we are not allowed to have a dispensary as a result of it, I went ahead and registered the name uh, North Pole Pharmacy with an F. R M A C Y, and later on this year. We're going to have our little web page up, which is going to be a resource for homegrown um, materials. We're not going to sell anything, but we're just going to say, here's who has what. And they can tell you what you can do with it to make it flourish. So that instead of the city of North Pole, where the spirit of Christmas um, last year round, um, our little slogan is going to be North Pole. um where Alaska's homegrown spirit thrives.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So, good, good plan, good
1: plan.
0: A bit of fun with it. Um, and then if people here in North Pole decide to do their homegrown stuff, that will have a positive effect because that will also reduce the illicit uh, sales and people can actually know what they're growing in their own home because they can buy it from a you know, dispensary or whomever. That's legally able to sell it in Alaska. Their seeds and just do their stuff at home. Right. So it it has the positive part of what the community voted to dis, to ban a dispensary wanted to achieve, but it also has the positive part of the people that wanted a dispensary of having people have access, albeit in their own home, to uh, regulated um, marijuana and cannabis.
2: Sure it, it it's been great talking to you today Santa.
0: Same here and thanks for having me on your program.
2: Yeah is there anything else you want to is there any what's the next event you got going on?
0: Well when I started thinking about the interview it just reminded me of that old song the Joker which I'm sure you're familiar with
2: Well that's where i that's where it comes I'm from a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover and I'm a sinner my music in
0: the sun, I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker, I sure don't want to hurt no one, that's where I, that's where I, thought, I thought that was the case.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. funny thing about the Facebook thing, I started out as Midnight Toker. Based on just just that exact thing of um, I'm a Joker, I'm a toker, I'm a midnight smoker, a uh, midnight toker, and uh, they Facebook kicked me off, really? and I, <laughs> I had no way to, um, to to battle it. Yeah, I like you. That's why I'm saying I understand. You just you got it back, but you're Santa Claus. I was midnight toker. A million of us out there.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. And, yes,
2: uh, as mid token, I lo- I like mid better.
0: <laughs> well, I wish you all the success in the world, and uh, whatever we plan to do with that particular community, I'm hoping that we keep children in mind, not as consumers, except for medical marijuana under a doctor's supervision, but just as our future.
2: Oh yes, I I before I let you go, I keep on. I'm, the, I saw you at the. Uh, the cannabis event last weekend That's right. at the, the industry meeting, and, uh, and that was that was really nice seeing good good LLC before they're even before they're even opening their doors, they're gathering this stuff together. And not to diminish uh, Karen Bloom, you know, from right. Alaskan Blooms uh, at all. The, the AMIA here in Fairbanks, they're working hard to be a positive force in the community. Which is good to see, too.
0: Yeah, I'm very supportive of that. I think it's a good proactive um, stance. And I think that the state government here has been pretty receptive. And I think the boroughs are coming along with their programs, which is a good thing, and some of the cities as well. But I think Alaska is setting a good example, um, perhaps better than some other states that have legalized Uh, marijuana either for medical and or recreational use and i hope that the uh, federal government takes note and looks upon this effort favorably
2: yes it's the uh the laboratory of democracy the laboratory of new civil civil liberties being the republic just that we'll just watch all these little experiments go on in all the little states and hopefully the feds pick the best ones
0: I hope so too and thank you for doing what you're doing as mid toker I think it has a positive impact on our
2: community which
0: translates to the state and hopefully the feds as well
2: uh, thank you Santa Claus um, I, I know the cannabis community has welcomed you completely they love having you around it's, it's good seeing you everywhere I you've even met my my daughter over at the <laughs> elementary school so that was that was cool too a few years ago uh, uh, thanks again I, so much for coming on Santa
0: Claus. Thank you for inviting me. Have a beautiful year. And yeah, you too. It's me again at Christmas.
2: Yeah, Merry Christmas in May.
0: Thank you. You as well. <laughs> thank you.
2: Hey, hey. Thank you for joining us on Far North Toker. You can find more episodes on South Search Mid Toker, and Facebook farnorthtokers.com as well. Here's Token. See you.